0: And welcome to this episode of Spotlight with Sandhya. If anyone appreciates the importance of how machines talk to each other under impact on humans, it's today's guest who's built a very successful technology company. He has an impressive thirst for knowledge and zest for life. He's also the author of a very interesting book, Where Will Man Take Us? Let's welcome to the show, Atul Jalan, founder CEO of Mantan Systems. Hi, Atul.
1: Hi, Sandhya. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Congratulations, Atul, on the fantastic results that Mantan has announced. 72.1 crore profit. That's 647% increase. How did you manage to do that?
1: No, nothing, not that we have done anything special, so to say. When the whole pandemic started, uh, Manthan serves uh, consumer-focused businesses, B2C businesses like retail and restaurants. So we thought because of pandemic, people not going out to shop and dine and so on and so forth, our customers would be impacted and so would we be impacted. But on the contrary, what we have seen last six to nine months now, it's almost nine going to be nine months right started in february march okay what we have seen is that this crisis has uh, put the whole under all the underlying technology trends the digital transformation businesses going online consumers trend of buying online and so on and so forth on steroids okay and um, therefore on, to the intuitively what we thought that this would be we were ready to take on some blow that they would customers would be pausing some of the contract. There could be possible cancellation. But as I said, this crisis has accelerated some underlying technology trends, has put them on steroids. Businesses, look, we are not meeting in person yet. We are having a tata, tata with each other. And uh, so I think we have been a beneficiary of that trend. You know, not complaining.
0: I'm sure you aren't. You've always been ahead of the curve. You know, uh, 15, 16 years ago when you started Mantan, you predicted that uh, data analytics would be the business of the future. So tell us what would be the next big thing in technology?
1: Next big thing in technology? I think, look, uh, the Moore's law, which has kind of dictated the uh, explosive growth of our computing power has run its course. We can't jam any more transistors on that square inch of a chip. But our need for more and more computing power is insatiable, right? So therein comes quantum computing. And what, like, look, just to put things in perspective, just in last 10, 15 years, just our mobile phones is by factor of million times smarter than the supercomputers of 80s and 90s. Think about and quantum computing was going to improve the computing power by factor of billions, by factor of billions over our current computing power. And that, I think, would lead into, and then coming of artificial intelligence, nanotechnology, biotech, would mean there's an explosion of technology. Yes, we would solve for many of the worldly issues, but what I'm most excitedly looking forward to that these new capabilities is going to also, also help us solve some of our eternal mysteries. You know, what is, the, what is the key to eternal happiness? Are we alone in this unfathomable vast space of multiverse universe or there's somebody else for the company out there? Is this reality of ours real or is it a make-believe, as metrics would say, a, a kind of a matrix like simulation? So I think next 5, 10, 15, 20 years are very exciting. Look, all our progress, when you kind of look back, all our progress, all, we are not the strongest animal in the food chain, right? We are 2.21 on a scale of 5, somewhere between anchovies and pigs. Yet we lord the universe basis of what? Basis of three, four distinctly human capabilities of ours. And one among them is our facility with technology, you know, from opposable thumb to fire, wheel, steam engine, electricity, telephone, Google, all have been our invention. All have gone to reshape, reinvent, transform our way of life. What I see over next 20, 30 years, I think would be a kind of transformation that only science fictions have imagined so far.
0: So this book of yours that was published to much acclaim last year, right? Uh, I like the premise of it. Though, of course, I quibbled with you over the title. I said you should have made the title gender neutral. (laughs) Instead of saying where will man take us, you should have called it where will humans take us. So the tagline especially, the bold story of the man that technology is creating, referencing that, would you want to change anything in the book because the pandemic and its impact on us was unforeseen at that time? Or do you think you've been, you know, blessed with a second uh, sense and you've been able to foresee these kind of things and you've factored some unpredictable occurrences in your book?
1: No. Uh, will I change anything in hindsight? No. In fact, uh, uh, we have only a few minutes today in this conversation. I think as I said a bit earlier, most of the underlying trends are getting on steroids today. Are uh, look, Corona has shut down most things yet life continues to move on. The show is still on it's because of technologies. So I think the importance of technology and technology is, get, is not any more external to us. It's not any more advantageous to us. It is ingrained into us. And I think that realization only gets deeper by day, and coming to your point on, it could have been gender neutral. So I really want to say that, uh, uh, to my mind, it is. Uh, it would have been contrived if I said where would human take us. To my mind, it sounds like a biology book. So no, 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 no disrespect meant. It's in a most uh, commonplace sense of speaking, man or woman, that this title has been chosen. And why I didn't choose the title, where will technology take us, is because technology, as we know, is immoral. Technology has no morality of its own. A knife is a knife, but humans are different. You know, you can use, we can use that knife to cut solid, to cut a Gordian knot. And if you don't like me enough, cut me with it. So I think it's we humans who first invent stories and then I'll take techn- Technology magically bring those stories to reality. And how we use technology, and therefore the title of the book, Where Will Man Take Us, is solely how we collectively put, put a new code of ethics and morality around how would we deploy and use our new fine powers, superpowers and capabilities.
0: So let's go back to the beginning. What sparked your interest in technology? What
1: interests me, ha, I think um, not in any order, three, four things. Number one, as I said a bit earlier, uh, it always fascinates me that we are not the strongest animal in the food chain. I'll repeat again, we are somewhere 2.21, right? On a scale of five, somewhere between anchovies and pig. Yet, how come we lord the universe? To my mind, as I said, the primary reason for that is, of course, it was started with language our dexterity with our hands to able to collaborate in large numbers but largely it is because of technology and i am what fascinates me about technology is not only technology as an application of science but as a way of life for technology has shaped our way of life from hunter gatherer to farmer to manufacturer to whatever today and to whatever tomorrow all of these transformation, okay, epochal transformation, uh, you know, has been triggered by technology. I think that is reason number two. Reason number three, I think, would be: look, I was willy nilly. I grew up on a very uh, healthy dose of uh, Isaac Asimov, uh, Robert Heinlein, Douglas Adams, Arthur C. Clarke, Margaret Atwood, and I think that fascination. Uh, has has stayed put. And as I said, to me, not technology as the uh, application of science alone, but how it dictates, how it has dictated all our social institutions, our idea of democracy, our idea of freedom, of idea of money, job, um, everything to my mind has been dictated by technology. Why even the idea of religion, God, changes with the changes in technology, Hunter-gatherers were worshipping one kind of God. Farmers were worshipping Pantheon of God. You know, in wake of steam engine, electricity, industrial revolution, okay. The civilizational core needed a more monotheistic God. So I, that is, and so the far-reaching uh, impact of technology, and to my mind, technology is us, i repeat again, technology is not outside of us. And what is happening with the current new emerging set of technologies is so far, all our technological achievements, think about car, tractor, plane, elevator, escalator, plier, lever, think any, okay, cycle, bike, motorcycle, they all expanded our extrinsic reach, our muscular capabilities as it were. Now our technologies are merging with our biology. And to me, it changes everything. It changes the very evolutionary course of human beings. You know. And uh, moving forward, our evolution would not be natural and probabilistic and random. It would be designed and deterministic. So and so these aspects of technology, as I said, technology is us. I cannot imagine homo sapiens outside of technology. I think we would have been extinct.
0: Let's talk about your evolution as an entrepreneur. You know, what sparked the fire in you to become an entrepreneur? And then you've gone on to become a serial entrepreneur. How did that come about?
1: I've always had a mixed feeling. In fact, a kind of a detaste for the word serial. I would choose a lifelong entrepreneur. And look, uh, uh, I'll answer your question, but I uh, truly want to... Uh, You know, admit here that um, it's only in retrospect that I have been able to put things together. What made me an entrepreneur? I've not seen any other life. Manthan, my current gig, is my fourth technology venture. And uh, looking back, I think what made me an entrepreneur are two things. Number one, uh, I think my fierce sense of independence. Okay. And uh, I don't think I would have been able to articulate and understand myself better at the stage, at an age when I started my first venture. But of course, looking back, I know that had been the singular biggest uh, driving force behind my entrepreneurial career, if you will. The second thing is I, whether through a a very structured thought process or uh, otherwise, I think I realized uh, pretty uh, early, relatively, if you will, than a lot of people I see around. What's my source of motivation? What gives me joy? And to me, it was creating, whether it's writing a book or, you know, taking an idea to fruition in terms of a a technology venture or any enterprise. I think that truly uh, gives me a purpose, identity and joy. And I guess that's what makes me an entrepreneur.
0: You know, you balance your interest in maths and data and science. You also write poetry. And I'm going to come back to that. You cycle, you ski. How do you find time for all this? And I keep reading your blog and your articles.
1: I'm just fascinated uh, with life, you know, um, coming to technology and science. Every day, new realization, new discovery, new invention. To me, it looks as if though we live in a rational world, I am part of some magic realism. I'm a more spontaneous kind of person. I don't say I'm going to work for eight hours and this would be my time to play mouth organ and this is my time to exercise and this is my family time. I don't think I break things down to that kind of rule. I just go, as I said, I, I to my mind, when you put you have a lot of plan and a lot of structure, you might take in more boxes. But that takes away something from the uh, beauty of every minute. You seem to be chasing something every minute as opposed to living every minute.
0: So uh, you started something called Soda You know what is this uh, project or initiative?
1: I just wanted to not look back at this time and think that you know I could have I'm a capable person and I should have and could have done something, and I didn't and that thought led me to Thola Bhaut, which is a community initiative. The idea is, uh, you know, local intervention, okay, because to leave everything to government, any government, in a situation like this, I don't think is going to work. I don't think is a fair expectation as well. I think the civil society has to come forward. So we put up this community outreach program, and we have been serving for last eight months, some three clusters, So we have been serving daily wage earners.
0: Is there another book? Have you been, you know, inspired to start work on another book?
1: Yes. So um, what last is two, three, four months. I think for most of us, there is terrible side of Corona. But if there was a good side to it, then I think it has given a lot of us some me time. For me also, life has been, I only realized in this last six, seven, eight, nine months, honestly, how busy I have been. Because it took me one, two, almost two to three months to catch up my breath. I didn't realize. I don't know if I make sense to you, but I just didn't control. I mean, it only when I, you know, this was forced upon me, I realized how busy my life has been. You know, I'm, uh, I mean, both physically, uh, emotionally, it has been intense. Mentally, I'm in a bubble. So uh, the good thing that this last six, seven, eight, nine months did. Was uh, I had few books floating and I had made some progress, which with four or five different, and they were so very different, very topic from each other. I think I have finally made my mind on what next I'll pursue. So, yes, there is a, a second book, and uh, I've been um, working on, at it, on it for a while.
0: So, I also heard that you've written a poem inspired by the lockdown. Can I request you to recite it or read out
1: a few lines? Don't do this to your viewers. Uh, <laughs> you still, you want them to love you, right? So don't do this to your viewers, Sandhya. You know, but I'll tell you about the poem. You know, it's all started with in the initial months of the lockdown. Uh, the every day and we uh, would look the same, right? Because uh, it was not marked by otherwise it's punctuated and marked by weekend and some event. And the other hand. And I really was wondering, am I, is this a time distortion happening only to me? I just had no sense of time per se. You know, one week, one day looked very much, pretty much similar to the next day. One week looked similar to the next week and so on. So that made me think about time. If you start thinking about it, time as we know is a, such an interesting topic for physics. And it's a, such a romantic, metaphysical topic as well. Time is just a uh, uh, construct in our head; is a concept, not a not a physical thing to say, uh, so to say. And that what made me write this poem as to where does this time comes from, and where does it flow? And uh, yeah, so that was the poem about. I'll, uh, I'll publish it or I'll link it. I'll link the poem to wherever you post this video, somewhere
0: Wonderful. So, that would be really nice. I'm sure people would enjoy reading it. And uh, sure. I, I know you've been very busy. And uh, thank you so much for taking the time to appear on Spotlight with Sandhya Atul.
1: Absolutely, Sandhya. Enjoy doing it. Take care.
0: I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of Spotlight with Sandhya featuring Atul Chilam. You can also watch the video on the Rain Tree Media channel on YouTube. Until I'm back again with another interesting guest, take care. Bye.